Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of the award-winning podcast, Entrepreneurs on Fire. And you're listening to the Excelsior Journeys with George Soroy. Prepare to ignite. So would you say that that's kind of like the lightning bolt moment for you? And that's why I taught myself how to draw. It was actually the Little Mermaid. Drawing stills of Ariel. I've got better things to do tonight than die. jumped out of his chair and said, who the F is this? I remember walking out of the theater and saying, I'm going to write Halloween I'm rather impressed with your research. Rarely do people ask me about children in the car. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just do it. You know, throw some spaghetti against the wall. This is George Soroy saying to all of you, ever upward. And welcome, everyone, to the monthly live episode of Excelsior Journeys and Macabre Theater, an evening with Ivana Cadaver. This is a very special team-up between the weekly interview podcast, Excelsior Journeys, and the popular television program, Macabre Theater, that's seen every week on YTA, U2 America. Before I introduce our guest for this week, we must say hello to my amazing co-host from the West Coast, without whom none of us would be here tonight, the Hall of Fame horror host, the Raven-Haired Temptress, Ivana Cadaver. Ivana, how are you? I'm like, I love that. I'm good. I'm good, George. How are you? I am doing great. Thank you so much for all of this. And here representing the East Coast, we have Philadelphia's own horror host, Jackie Blood. Jackie, how are you? I'm good, George. Thank you so much for having me. This is this is uh, just going to be a blast. And we're going to take a brief look at everyone we have here tonight. Last month was our first evening with Ivana Cadaver, and that was such a success that we had we had so much fun. We decided to make it a monthly event for us to come here, chat with Ivana and some of your favorites in entertainment, and either start or end your Saturday nights in style. So look for us here on the last Saturday of every month, unless otherwise noted. And also, please subscribe to the Excelsior Journeys podcast so you can not only hear these evening with specials after the fact, but over 100 other conversations that I've had with various up-and-coming and established creatives of all types. And back in the early days of television in the 1950s and 60s, viewers were gifted with a variety of situational comedies. And they were going as far as taking a bunch of POWs and, you know, sticking them in a German prison camp. And it's a comedy. We had, uh, we had shows like green acres. We had the Adams family. We also had this show that was originally pitched from what I understand in about 1943, I want to say that eventually became one of our favorites, the monsters. And we have one of our representatives from the monsters here. We have Eddie Munster himself, Butch Patrick, Butch, how are you, sir? I'm good. Thank you for having me, George. Hello, Ivana. Hello, Jackie. Hello. Hello, Butch. <laughs> My co-host, too. Yes, yes. And we actually and we are I'm already seeing some comments coming in. I see a lot of people saying Ivana and Butch. Hi. Hi, Jackie. Veronica saying hi, Ivana. A lot of names from last month. I'm really excited, excited for that. I'm, you know, it's glad That's to good. see glad to see some a lot of our uh, returning guests here. And yes, Glenn you guys are so saying good. hello all. Yeah. Good to no, see no. you all. Yeah, just good to see everybody again and everybody new that's popping in. So there we go. Yeah. And uh, Paul Reinhardt saying YouTube network now. So that's all right. I think, yeah, that's that's fantastic. Now, Butch, when one of the things that that I always like to start my chats with with, with my guests is I like to mention what is what I've referred to as the lightning bolt moment, which is that moment in time when you experience something, hear something, meet someone or whatever, and it just makes you say, that is the direction I want to go in. That is the kind of life I want to lead. That's the kind of person I want to be. So what was that initially for you with acting? Well, I was never, I was a seven-year-old kid and acting wasn't something that I was looking to do. It sort of accidentally came into my life. Circumstances presented themselves. I went up for a photo shoot for my little sister after Amos Carr, who was a very famous child photographer in the day for all the all the movie star kids, took a photo of me, put it in his window on Hollywood Boulevard, and as fate would have it, a director and a producer were walking down the street and had yet to cast the youngest son of Eddie Albert and Jane Wyatt in this upcoming little movie. They sought me out. They found me. They got, got me to come up to them, and they, they gave me my first job without any experience. So I didn't really set out to be an actor. I was just someone that could memorize lines and wasn't intimidated by the process and went on to uh, work pretty regularly for the next 17 years. That's fabulous. And so what was that experience being on the, on the movie set for the first time? 
it was it was fun. It was great. We had a wonderful cast. Soupy Sales was the comic relief policeman. And like I said, Eddie Albert, Jane Wyatt. Brenda Lee was 15 years old. She played my older sister. It was a little B-movie, but it was six weeks experience. During that six weeks, I picked up a, a little series called General Hospital. And then I also picked up a Kellogg's Corn Flakes commercial, which won an award for the best uh, commercial of the year. So at the end of the about six months of work, I already had a, a movie, a series, and a commercial. So things went pretty quickly from there. Nice, nice. So, so as the as you're getting like more um, experience in television, what was the what was the the sort of uh, difference there between the two formats as it was going? Because that was during the time when television was really kind of ramping up and making a name for itself, correct? Well, the biggest difference, and probably still so much, te- technology is much different today, obviously, because of all the videotape and the, and the playback in situations, where in the old days, you really had to wait till the next day to get the film developed to see if it was accessible or if it was going to be usable. But the uh, the rules still pretty much are the, are the same. Be prepared, hit your mark, you know, your lines and this and that. But a feature, you might do two to three pages a day if you're lucky, where a series <laughs> you're doing about six to seven. Wow. Wow, it's so so you so having that experience on like the TV set and everything that really kind of really kind of primed you really to, to continue on like build on on your own abilities that you already had before. So you said that you could already memorize your lines pretty well. Yeah, so this that is basically was a little different back in the day. There wasn't as much content going out and the, there was less kid actors and there was just really about five or ten of us that worked consistently and and you and i was a certain type and bill Moomy was a certain type and ronnie howard was a certain type so you really wouldn't see each other too often because you would be up on interviews and auditions for your particular type of character but as far as the as the business and 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 the work and everything i always looked at it as just kind of a hobby that was going to get me some money so i could become a race car driver when i grew up because i never really wanted to be a career actor i had a a timeline in mind that when i turned 18 years old i was going to retire from acting and jump over into drag racing funny car was my plan oh wow so what what was it that got you inspired enough to want to get into into drag racing well, it was the 60s and muscle cars, and I was hanging around George Barris's shop. Uh, George passed six years ago, but he was very good friends with Ivana and myself. And I always had a love for cars, as most kids did. And yeah, I was a regular kid. I had a mini bike. I had a dirt bike. I yeah, had go-karts. And so I grew up all around uh, <laughs> motorcycles and dirt bikes and this and that. So 1969 was a great year to, to be muscle car uh, savvy, and I wound up getting my first Mach 1, and then I got a big Corvette engine after that and blah, blah, blah. One thing led to another. So I was always around fast That's cars. Great. and uh, Well, I, I put this picture up because I don't know if you guys can see this. That's George Barris. There's uh, Butch. So I'm, I'm in the middle of George and Butch. And I think this is the only time, this is probably the second time maybe Butch got into character as Eddie Munster. Right, Butch? Yes. I've, it's, <laughs> that and Little Very handsome. Commercial. Very handsome. Little Caesars like, commercial. That was the it. Little Caesars, right. But I, this was this was great. This was for MTV. Pat wow. Twist. Yeah, Pat Twist. And uh, I still talk to Pat today. So pretty cool. Yeah, he did some fun stuff. Also, I wanted to mention that Butch, he would not only memorize his lines, but he would memorize everybody else's lines. <laughs> right? Oh, that's great. Yeah, right, that I had a problem with moving my lips when it wasn't my turn to speak. And uh, they had to break me of that terrible habit because I oh didn't want to miss my cue. So when I was reading my, looking for my part, I was picking up everybody else's dialogue at the same time. And it actually came in handy not, not too long ago when Ivana and I had a problem with filming one day and she had cue cards. <laughs> printed up for her. And when I came out and all of a sudden I saw cue cards for her, no cue cards for me. And it was like, well, that's not very nice. You weren't supposed to do the other. So instead of um, having cue cards printed up, I did a crash course and a quick memorization to let everybody know I could still do it. Yeah. Oh, and it, it got me so flustered. It got me so flustered. I couldn't do my lines. He, he was so mad. He was so mad. He was just like, I got this. I got this. And I said, no, I said, there's no way. And like 2.5 seconds, he came back. He's like, all right, let's roll. And he just like, <laughs> he just slayed it. He slayed it. And the more he slayed it, I was like, I was like, I was a baby ghoul then. I was just a baby ghoul. We've we've had a couple of funny experiences. And, and another one like that is when I, Ivana took to, we had pictures of me and her and she pretty much started signing huge over <laughs> my half of the picture <laughs> and leaving me about a spot this big 
Oh my for god! Me to write. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and then she also, <laughs> took my, and she, and she also took my 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 my, my sign in, which was I think Love and Bites, or was it? I don't remember. Yeah, it's Love and Bites. <laughs> I know it's Love and it's Love and Bites. He's like you. He's like you can't sign over my face. I'm like I didn't sign over your face. He's like yes, you did. So I looked. I was like, oh my god, I'm sorry, Butch. And I'm like, I'm like that's okay. And he's like, it's not okay. And then I then I took that Love and Bites, and I was like, oh, I like that Love and Bites. And he's like, you can't use Love and Bites. We have, so. we have a lot of history together, so that's that makes it fun. Oh, yeah. That's great. That yeah. is great. Now, now with the experience that you've had, like with television, with film, and everything, what led uh, what led you to what led you to thirteen thirteen Mockingbird Lane? What how did how did everything uh, fall into place for the Munsters? A lot of things happened uh, to cause that to occur. Number one, Bill Moomy was offered the role, and they turned it down because of the makeup. Number two, Happy Derman and Joan Marshall were actually in the pilot, and the network saw the pilot, and they, they said, we love the, everything here, but we want to change the mom and the kid. So mm. they um, brought me in. I was living in Illinois. I had just finished a series called The Real McCoys one year, and they mm -hmm. flew me in. My agent, Mary Grady, very p powerful, prominent uh, child agency back then, she convinced them to fly me in for a screen test. So literally because of Happy and Bill – not being Bill re stepping back beforehand, happy, not the network, not being happy with happy. And then myself. So me and Yvonne DiCarlo came in at the last minute. So several situations like a perfect storm had to occur for me to get that role. And then the rest is pretty much history because it's been a, a life altering character, an iconic TV, sh iconic TV show. And oh, yeah. everything's really been good. I mean, I, I couldn't have asked for a better show to be around. Nice people, a lot of talent, and cool mm -hmm. cars, which is, is what I really love. And one of the coolest theme songs in, in TV history yep. as well. That too. Now, they they, didn't, every, every facet of that show was a well-produced show from the sets to the talent to the guest stars to the music, you name it. It was a, it was a, it was a well-done show. And I think that is one of the reasons why it's still so popular because the quality was there. Yeah, that and it definitely was. And by the way, I mean, thinking about Rob Zombie doing a song about one of the cars, pretty amazing. He's a fan. Yeah, and, yeah. and redoing Oh, the definitely. Definitely. Well, yeah. yes, we're leading into that, but that's kind of my point. I like this iconic, this iconic television show that even Rob Zombie does. I mean, he's a fan, right? So the, mm -hmm. the, Munsters, the Munsters theme, it's not like it's been re-recorded like yesterday or anything, but it has been done by the London Philharmonic, the Boston Pops. Brian Setzer uses it all the time. Fallout Boy uses the theme, and she wants to dance like Uma Thurman. Right. So it, it's very, very yeah. prominent. Most every garage band and most every guitar player knows that riff. It is a very cool yeah. riff too. I'm I'm not a guitar player myself, but man, like that's the kind of that's the kind of that's the kind of tune that makes you want to be a musician just so you can play it. Now, what when as as iconic as the show is, what was was it really early on? in the run where you realize like, Hey, we have something here. Yeah. Probably by the seventh or eighth episode, uh, the ratings were very good. Everybody was getting comfortable with the makeup. It was working. See the, the, the thing with it was, is two things came into play. The leave it to beaver producers had were producing the Munsters, So they had a six year run with a very successful kid friendly family oriented show mm -hmm. written from a kid's point of view. They, wrote it similar because Herman Fred Gwynn was playing Herman Munster like a child. It was very, a childlike character, very yeah. warm, very simple. So that dialogue that they wrote for leave it to beaver was very applicable to the Munsters and the fact that universal studios had the best sets and the best makeup and the best monster movies in their hip pocket to pull from, to create the technical side of it that made it so visual. Yeah. Yeah, I I, rem I remember when when the Monster Squad was being developed. It was being developed over oh in. Oh my god! Uh, at, I love uh, that movie. At uh, TriStar, I believe, and they didn't have the go the green light from Universal to use their takes on those monsters. So they had to tweak things a little bit here and there in order to in order to make it past the legal department over at Universal. But but thankfully, it it wound up it wound up working. And yeah, I also. I'm a huge, huge fan of that, of that one as well. Now, the Monsters also made the move to the big screen. Now, what was that? What was that whole experience getting to do Monster Go Home? 
a combination of a couple things. Number one, they were prepping the rest of the world to see the movie so they could then sell the syndication package later on, hopefully, which turned out mm-hmm. to be a very s- smart business plan. But number th- another thing was instead of going to a third season where they were kind of arguing who was going to pay for it, whether it was going to be color or Batman, were they going to move us to another night? Fred and Al were from New York. I think they were ready to go home. I think the time had come to just let's call it a day, make the movie and satisfy a bunch of different needs. Everybody can knock this out in lieu of a third season. We have a movie, it's in color, and then everybody can go home. And I think that's kind of how it played out. Nice. Nice. You got to remember, um, I'm just a 12-year-old kid. I'm not really yeah, involved no. in the production meetings. I'm just showing up and doing my job. Right. And so what what was that experience like when you got word that like, hey, you're it, it's going to be it's going to be a movie now? Oh, that was that was good. That was fun. I, I I was a fan of Terry Thomas from It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. And mm-hmm. I knew Richard Dawson and Robert Prine was on it, who became in Chips, the sergeant. His son, Chris Pine, is doing all kinds of great stuff. So it was uh, it was a fun thing. And we did it at Universal. We didn't go anywhere. It's, a lot of people thought we went to England. That's not the case. Right, right. And just just to uh, take a quick look over here at our comments, because sure. I'm seeing uh, seeing quite a few here. Let's see here. We got uh, a lot of people just saying, like Paul Reinhardt saying, watching Ivana now. Glenn Shirley saying hello all. Uh, a lot of hellos from everyone. Jerry that's Wallace saying that's, hello. Yeah. yeah. Hi, Jerry. Hi, Paul. Hi, April. A baby ghoul. She thought that was funny. We got, uh, a lot of, we got a lot of people. The fan base is very large. And I'll tell you, one of the reasons why I'm going to bring Jackie into the mix here is we we have a lot of people that help us, you know, help our do support social media and stuff. But the fan base of the show has always been so strong that people love it. And we've always had no problem help getting people to help us do what we do. And I would like to thank you for that, Jackie. Thanks. Yeah. You're welcome, Butch. Yeah. yeah Jackie's she- – sorry. Go ahead, George. I was going to say, yeah, Jackie is as from where you're just just meeting right now, but mm-hmm. I can already see just how how big of an impact you, all the work that you do is is making on, on this show. So I'm just glad I'm glad that you're able to to uh, make it on here. It's great to finally meet you face to face, kind of. It's nice um, to meet you, too. Yeah. Yeah. So so what's the just really quick, Jackie, what's what's it like over in Philadelphia as a horror host over there? Oh, I'll tell you, it's, it's, it's amazing that it's more like a family over here. I have a, another brother and, and sister horror host that, uh, that are over here. And it, it just, it just, it's the whole community just builds it. It's, it's like I said, it's more of a family than it's been a community. And when you, when you cross the street, somebody says, Oh, there's Jackie. Hi, Jackie. How you doing? Where it's not like no one's higher or lower. Everyone's on the same plane. It's it's just amazing over here. That's great. I, yeah. Is it always sunny? Like they say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should see the nighttime world. You know. <laughs> yeah. I love that show. It's just it's as good. dark as it's bright over here. So there you go. Uh, it's, it's good. So Bush, we'll get back to you here. Over the years and everything, you've gotten <clears throat> to really see this show become so iconic. And what were your thoughts like as they were doing other takes on the monsters? I think like there was uh, the monsters today, which lasted longer than I expected. I thought it was just like a quick thing, but it actually wound up going like a few seasons there. Yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. Well, three. Well, imitation is the highest form of flattery. So you know, mm-hmm. anything they want to do and redo is always welcomed. A dear, dear friend of mine, Kevin Burns, who passed away a little over a year ago, was the biggest monster collector in the world. But he was also a powerhouse uh, Hollywood producer, mm-hmm. and he basically asked me, "Have you seen the new monsters?" And I said, "No." And he goes, "Well, he goes, I got to tell you." He goes, "It's not you guys, but it's funny to see a color show in the '80s." be popular because of the name recognition that it stayed on and and Arthur uh, Lloyd Lloyd Schwartz with the Arthur company Sherwood Schwartz's son it mm-hmm. was his show and Lee Merriweather and John Shuck are great folks and it was it was well done they're nice people but it wasn't the original but yeah. the guy said it's all, no matter whatever happens you guys will always look like gone with the wind compared to any remake because you set the bar so high and yeah. i was just a kid doing my job but when you look at the talent level of Fred and Al Grandpa and Herman and then having mm-hmm. Yvonne DiCarlo, major, major star power there and a lot of talent, 
it will be a tough, it'll be a tough bar to, I don't think anybody will ever redo it or top it. But at the same time, there's a lot of shows from the 60s that nobody will ever top. It just happened to be a great decade and a great period in the, in social history for a time when a lot of talent and a lot of writing and a lot of great comic you know geniuses were in their heyday. Yeah. So do you think it was just kind of like a almost just like a divine sort of uh, setup where everyone just kind of happened to be there at the right place at the right time? Very much so. Very much yeah. so. And uh, on paper, it didn't look like it once in a great while. An ensemble cast gets together. Everybody fits in. It was very believable. It was mm-hmm. a, a very believable, warm family unit that everybody could relate to. You never once thought of the Frankenstein monster as Frankenstein. It was Fred Gwynn, Herman Munster, and mm-hmm. Lily Munster. And they lived next door. And they lived on Main Street, USA, and yeah. Middle America. And it was just it was never thought of as anything but in a, this family that had some wacky fun times. And uh, it came across really well. And you got to remember that the atmosphere and the attitude for television back then was talking horses, Martians, genies, witches. Yeah. Those things were right. acceptable, great. It wasn't supposed to be real. It was supposed to be entertaining. And the television was the entertainment box during the week. And people went to the movies on the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, th- that's, this is definitely, this is definitely something, something huge. Like seeing, Seeing the show lasting for all these years and all the performances, like everyone was just really, really dialed in. You had some really wonderful talent that was that was involved there. And I couldn't be more thankful, you know, to you for being a part of that. I think that's I think it really it really says a lot, just how like every element of that show was able to last for all these years. What was it like kind of getting out in the convention circuit and getting to meet the fans? Well, it's funny. I watched the thing the other just last night on Val Kilmer, and, and mm-hmm. I've met Val several times before his surgery. And a really nice guy, super talented guy. Yeah. And he kind of mentioned something that he, when he was doing the circuit, that he kind of felt didn't know how he was going to be accepted and whether he was how he felt about resting on his past laurels and going out not having current work to <laughs> talk about. And he basically said what I said. He goes, it's hard not to feel great when people receive you so well and you're part of their life and you find yourself instead of being, he, in his word, humiliated, he was, he found himself to be very warmly received and loved. And it became a very positive thing for him as opposed to something he was going to feel awkward about. And it it turned him around. It really, it really made him feel good. I when everybody, whenever anyone comes to the table, you have like a six foot aura around you of energy. And when everybody's yeah. positively coming up to your table with good stuff and good energy, how can you not enjoy it by by simply po- politely engaging someone for a few moments or a few minutes and taking a photo with them and just talking about the show that they used to watch with their favorite aunt or their favorite grandma or grandpa, and you bring it, you bring some joy to them, a lot of joy. That's, you know, that's a pretty lucky place to be in life, especially the way things are going the last few years. So I'm very happy yeah. to have been part of it. I'm happy to do it. I enjoy travel. I enjoy meeting people. And I do a lot of automotive stuff with my cars. So I found a great little niche for me. And I uh, I couldn't be happy. And a lot of work has been coming my way lately. Independent really? filmmakers, voiceover people. It's funny how it's gone full circle. And now here I am traveling around doing stuff. And I've had probably... It, while it's been tough for a lot of people, I've had a very good experience the last year and a half. Excellent. Excellent. I'm glad to hear mm-hmm. that. And Thank just a, a couple of quick uh, comments over here. Paul Reinhardt, again, noted Macabre Theater now on with the Mesa of Lost Women on YouTube. Veronica Beery saying, Ivana, you look great. You haven't changed. And, and Glenn Shirley chimes in saying, I think I'm going to do a Herman Munster cosplay. How, now nice. that, that would be a lot of fun to see. Um, oh, and Eddie Lopez just chimed in saying, happy Saturday, everyone. Ivana, the lights went out down here as I type this. Bush, ah, that, mon- Bush that Munster's riff was one of the first I learned. Jackie, keep up the great work. Great show, George. Oh, thank you. And thank you. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you. I, I really appreciate it. I am you know, just thrilled that that everyone here has been, been on here just enjoying themselves. I am so just very thankful, you know, for this opportunity to get to speak with you, Butch, to get to get to do the show with Ivana. This has just already been just fantastic. Now, as Gabe almost rips, Gabe, my, my pup, he almost, he almost ripped the headphones off me. I wanted to say that, 
Yeah, he's doing good. I don't, he almost took, he almost took me down, you guys. All right, three and a half, three and a half pound dog. I wanted to say that, first of all, thank you to every, I call them friends, the friends, my friends on here, friends and fans. Thank you to all of them for being a part of this and coming on here and, and making comments and, and thank you. Jerry Wallace, the bear, he's on here and he's wanting Butch to come back to Pittsburgh PA soon. So that'll, that'll be a a cool thing. When when are you going back to PA? Well, Tony Greco lived in Pittsburgh, another major, one of my best friends who passed away, big, big monster collector. I have a friend that runs a Steel City Con or is associated with Steel City Con. And there's also one called Monster Bash in, in Butler, which is, I believe, about 30 miles from Pennsylvania. So I hope to be there soon next year. We'll, we'll, we'll try to both get down there. Yeah. I, I wanted to, to say, Monster Bash. I went to that Monster yeah. Bash back in 2008. That was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, Ron yeah, Adams with, is a great my friends. Yeah. I wanted to say the great thing about this, the great thing about the format is that we get to, we get to live tweet with the macabre theater once a month. And then we all get together. I'm so, it's so great to have Butch on my co-host. He's done so many shows with me. We've done so many shows together. Um, uh, and that was uh, just about five years ago. We did the no. I'm kidding. <laughs> we won't. We won't go back to the dates. But but hey, I was a baby ghoul. So there you go. And uh, anyway, so it's fun to be able to do this and engage with the fans and engage with everybody that's on here. So I just wanted to point that out. That this is kind of like a highlight. And every month we'll be doing this. So we asked you guys what you wanted, and uh, you let us know. So who better yeah. to bring it yeah. in than than Butch and Jackie? <laughs> yeah. And Jerry Wallace just also chimed in saying, cool, DeBear will be looking for you. DeBear saw you in Monroeville in June 2017. Uh, June 10th, it was. Okay. So, yeah. That's <laughs> good memory. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Bear. So, yeah. So, Butch, so, Butch, I'm curious to, to know, like, what, when, when you met Ivana, like, what, what was the, what was, what was the chemistry like for the two of you? Like, how, um, with doing this this whole show together what how did how did everything without mentioning the dates how did everything you know kind of fall together <laughs> Don't mention I mean, the date. i'm okay. curious to get your, your point of view <laughs> okay. on this so yeah i i had moved to florida from los angeles and i uh, had checked into the under the under not the undertow the uh, long key beach resort with a gentleman named paul nicholas and <laughs> Ivana was a friend of the Nicholsons. Nichols? The Nicholsons. And we we met and after that we became friends and one thing led to another. And when, when the show was being developed, she was actually going to be the executive producer. And one thing happened that caused the the female counterpart to the show to not be able to do it. And then Ivana stepped in and said, I can handle that. And one thing led to another. So she became talent out of necessity and was much better than the talent we had. So it worked out really well. Yeah, that's great. It was, it was interesting because it was really, I really just wrapped my head around being the executive producer. And I think we had two weeks until we shot and it mm-hmm. was just, it, we, we, we brought somebody in. It, it was kind of a catastrophe and it was like, I, I think I used a little bit stronger words than I think I'll do it. I think it was a, a lot stronger. <laughs> I remember sitting on the, I remember sitting on the the back end of a couch, like how you sit on top of the couch. And I kind of had like, was like, Oh man. And then I said uh, a few adjectives and I said, I'll do it. So, cause I'd mm. been in front of the camera since I was seven, not, not to the, to the degree of Butch, but I did some commercial work and then, then got back into it when I was a little bit older. Oh, there goes the pumpkin, Glenn Shirley's pumpkin. So, so anyway, it was interesting that, so April says, I can't imagine anyone other than Ivana. That was really the thing about it was that the character took off and I never expected that. I never expected that, which was a front runner in this and that was it. And they really took to the character. So the synergy between Butch and I was really great. And Butch and I were such close friends. We were so close that it was just a natural. So anytime, I mean, you can tell anytime Butch and I get together, it's like, we have so many backstories that I could, I could, I could, I'll, I'll just sit here and laugh and he makes me laugh. So that's good. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We're looking forward to going internationally here. The Munsters has always been a global hit. And, and I was, I've been talking to Ivana about that. And I said, I really am looking forward when this whole pandemic thing runs its course and we can start traveling again. 
it really will be great because I, my favorite thing to do in the world is travel. I mean, that's what I really like doing. Mm-hmm. And we've got some interest globally now, and I know the show can do it. So we're hoping and we will probably be doing a lot more international stuff here in the middle, if not hopefully the early part, but at least the middle of 2022. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. I did a little, I did a little, I think I did a little drop on that the last time we were on here and Butch is confirming. So it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's there. And it's funny because one of the great things that we do is the United States, the, the shows that are in, uh, that are on the air here do very, very well overseas because that's what we do best. We export entertainment. And it's and it's even 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 stuff here that is considered C and D list goes well over there. And you give them something really good like we got, it's well received. And then you have the monsters to sort of segue it into as well. And we have the Rob Zombie movie, which is causing a global buzz everywhere because everybody's dying to see what Rob's going to do with this new movie. Yeah, and honestly, like I can't imagine a better person to be helming that movie than Rob because he's he's just so dialed into that sort of in, into that sort of era and everything. And those ca- you know kinds of characters, there's a definite love for it, and that's that's what you really want. You want to have someone who is who loves these characters and wants to do right by them at at the helm of a project like this. So I, I'm I'm really excited for it. Unless the it's the the first question everybody comes to the table with is what what do you think of the Rob Zombie project? I'm in touch with Rob on a on a weekly basis, and I've seen a lot. Of, I can't really get into it, but I do know a little bit more than the, than than the press knows at the moment, and it's going to be fine because Universal and between him and Universal, they're collaborating on this project, so it's going to stay true to the course with. An upgrade, an updated version. Obviously, it's been fifty-seven years. It needs yeah. to be updated, and Rob's the perfect guy to do it. Perfect. I just took a mm-hmm. quick peek over on Twitter just to see if there's uh, there any any mentions going on over there, and I just saw one from Louis Di Leonardo Senior chiming in saying, "Good evening," for to, Good to evening. Good, Good evening. Good evening. Yes. And uh, back over in the comments over here, April is saying, "I can't imagine anyone other than Ivana." which is Thank always, you, that's, a, that's a testament right there. And Glenn Shirley saying, we all are glad Ivana Cadaver did this. And Thank um, you, Glenn. Yeah. And I, I've got the pumpkin right here. Glenn Shirley did this pumpkin. And so it remains here. It's in my house, not in the dungeon. But when we get, you know, the dungeon up and running again, I might put it back in there. But we're going to have a, we're going to have a remodel of the dungeon. So there you go. Nice, nice. Things always have to get updated. That's the way it goes. Oh, yeah. So. Now, Jackie, how did you get involved in everything that's uh, that's going on here? Yes, how did you, Jackie? Oh, that was magical. Let me tell you. Okay. Oh, <laughs> she's so sweet. Okay, so I <clears throat> I was on Twitter and I cut. Ca- I came across Ivana showing an interest in the show, and during the, this whole entire pandemic thing going on, I knew something was going on with the, the show being in a position. So I thought, oh, I'll just start a fan base and then show support and have all the fans gather together and then show an overwhelming interest in, in the show. So to keep to keep the fan interest going. And then I came across me and Ivana started to message each other on Twitter. And this believe it or not, a friendship started to develop before she headed up back to California. So it, it went, the fan base started to become a great idea. Me and Ivana loved the concept. And then as soon as she moved back to Florida, we started discussing about the social media bases to go total macabre theater. So the next thing, here I am. <laughs> and then here everybody else is. Mm-hmm. And then it, it, it started to make a like started to bring everything together and then one thing the social media is now starting to build one on top of the other like a brick like a brick house and that's here i am (laughs) (laughs) what what was interest what was interesting and i and i know jackie said when i moved back to florida i think you meant california when i was when i came back home yeah when i came back home i was visiting florida so i was visiting florida and i was like i was really I was really bored. 
<laughs> I was super bored, you guys. And I was like, I was on social. I was live tweeting with all the fans. So that was like the highlight when I was in Florida, when Saturday nights would come, I was like, oh, oh, good. I can connect with everybody. And then I would watch the show in Florida and live tweet. And um, it was right there. Uh, yeah. So I was, I was live tweeting and um, I, I noticed Jackie, but I was, I had decided that I was going to just really, when I say I was bored, Florida, Florida, I love you. So I'm not bored of you. I mean, I was just happened to be, I'd been there for like, I think a month, two months, and I was ready to get back to California. So I really just was like, all right, just hashtagging everybody, doing everything, engaging with everybody. And that's when I saw Jackie and we just had a connection. We had a, a connection. And mm -hmm. then I saw that she started this fan thing and I said, this is really cool. So it just grew yeah. from there. And, and Butch has been so supportive of her. And so it's been a really kind of a team effort. It's been really cool. And now George, now George with, with this podcast, I would say things, it's like, it's like the monsters, the synergy, you know? Absolutely. And I, yeah, I have, to I, I see everybody, everybody's going, yeah. Okay. You guys, <laughs> we, don't, we don't, we don't know if, if it's like the monsters we wish. Well, I mean, it's it's. I'll take it as my own personal monsters if it, if it means that that there's that sort of synergy because everything that that happened here, like, I mean, the only reason why I'm here is because I saw that when I, when I was taking a look through Instagram and everything, and I was already following you, Ivana, and I took I took a look and I noticed that like, hey, she's following me back, and then it just became okay. Why don't I ask her to be be on the show? And it, that went far beyond expectations because my pitch to you, as you said, uh, went, went, went over very well and which led us to being here. So, yeah, wow. it was really, yeah, it was really just about, it was really about, I wasn't going to do any interviews. I wasn't going to do any interviews. Like Butch said, we, I've been working on the business uh, side of things. And so when I'm working, you know, when I'm working on the business side of things, sometimes the creative will take a step back a little bit. So I was working on the business stuff, but George reached out and he wanted to do an interview. And I, I said, I like his approach. I, so I told him, I'm like, I like your approach. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then like, a few days before I said, why don't we do, why don't you curate and be the curator? You've got this amazing podcast. Why don't you curate and uh, let's do the Halloween marathon and then do what we're doing right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it just became so much fun doing that initial one that it just became yeah. a matter of like, this is, this is great. Let's, let's keep doing this. Why, why don't, why not just keep doing it and see where it goes? And yeah. Yeah. Right. I wanted, I, to, I, I wanted to start with the core group of us. Like we did the first one and then now we have the core group and Butch and I and Jackie and George. And then we'll continue to have some of the best actors and directors and producers in the genre come on with us and have conversations. Yeah, so you heard yeah. it here first, folks. This is this is going to be a month. It's going to be continue to be a monthly thing. And it's just going to keep on just going to keep on rolling from here on. No, that, so, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was going to, before we signed off, I was going to make sure that your listeners know about a thing called All Things Munster, which ooh. is basically a, a new YouTube channel that I'm sort of soft launched, but I'm going to hard launch it when I actually do my part with Rob Zombie. He's got a little thing for me to do in the movie. And nice. Ivana, when you wow. see the trailer, Ivana's involved in it. I'm involved in it. George Barris's life story. All the people that have been close and big players in the world of monsters will be mm -hmm. profiled in segments. And then from there, it will take off to current event level. But we'll start with some very current events with Rob and then do a little bit of a throwback to some major players uh, in the Hollywood world that were monster fans. And we're going to get a lot of monster related stuff, which will include Macabre Theater, of course, and Ivana wow. and Jackie and you. Thank you. That is so yeah, cool. George, that is so I think so. That was just a, that was just a, that was just a, a mic drop, which will be in, will be featured in Rob's movie to some capacity. Mm -hmm. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Again, Thanks. you guys heard it here first and we got, and we got a couple more comments. Glenn Shirley chimed in regarding the pumpkin saying, yes, I have always wanted to be in the dungeon. That's always a good thing. Wow. Uh, <laughs> but you won't make it back out, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> and april chimed in saying i volunteer as coffin handler and Fair, april i got you there you go and <laughs> jerry wallace chimed in saying we are very thankful for what you do jackie 
So cool Aww. to see Twitter site to Macabre Theater. Ivana and Butch, the bear is thankful for the show. Found you off my outdoor yogi antenna on America One one late Saturday night. And uh, Jerry also said Bear's favorite Munster episode is where Herman thinks Eddie got turned into a chimpanzee. Hilarious. Oh, my God. I love that. One. <laughs> <laughs> that, so features Bill, that features Bill Moomy. Come back, little Googie. There oh, yeah. Googie. <laughs> so that's that's actually leads to a really good question. Butch, what were some of your particular favorites episodes? Come back, little Googie is one. My probably my all time favorite is probably Eddie's nickname, where I grew the beard, and Herman has this wonderful talk with me about the value and of your heart and your character, and don't be intimidated, and don't judge people by their height and weight and skin skin color. It's all about the quality of your inner soul. So that's a big one. Hot Rod Herman, with we introduced the Dragula, me being a gearhead and going to the drag strip. And probably, finally, Zombo with Louie Nye playing a horror host on television. How appropriate is that? I love nice. that one. I love nice. that one. <laughs> That's a so, good one. Folks, if, if any, whoever is out there, by all means, please feel free to chime in in the comments on, with, with your favorite Monsters episode. Always love yeah, to I didn't, hear I didn't, that. I didn't get to say with Eddie Lopez and the Electric Children, he was talking about playing that riff. A uh, great band in L.A., downtown, the Redwood Bar, downtown L.A., great band. I think I think them, Butch, don't you? I think you've met the Eddie Lopez and the Electric Children. I think you've met them. Yes. Yeah, I've been, I've introduced that band many a time. So, and Butch, I think Butch might have been there with me one time. So I just wanted to give a shout out to them. And uh, I wanted to make sure I did that. Excellent. And Glenn already chimed in saying, here in Vet City, we love Hot Rod Herman. Yep. That's a good one. Oh yeah. Yeah. This is great. So I'm, I'm having, I'm having so much fun with being able to talk to all you guys here and this has just been been a blast. Thank you. As always. So oh, this uh, is a good one. Ryan Mudd says, what would, this was great. This was so much fun. You guys, what was it like to be a guest on the Simpsons, Butch? Well, I was there, Ryan. (laughs) I was right. And, and this is awesome. This is an awesome story. Tell us Butch. It was great. I mean, I was looking forward to doing it. And I, I thought that I better do it pretty quickly before the show goes off the air. Back in the early 90s, I did it in the year, I think I, think I did it in 1999. And lo and behold, they're still on the air 33 years later. But uh, you go into the studio to meet the cast and, and partake with all the people and you're there by yourself. There's a half circle of like 16 microphones and they're directing you to Act as if you're, you don't have any idea what you're visualizing. You're just sort of winging it off a, off a piece of paper. And uh, they're having me like swing from a chandelier. And I'm looking over at, at Ivana and she's laughing because it looks so I cannot, silly. I cannot, I, it, it was so quiet in there. And, and at the time, Butch, Butch was, uh, Butch's ex-girlfriend at the time was there. And she and I were good friends. And it, her and I were, I was legitimately, I thought I was going to fall. When it's so quiet, like when you're a little kid and you're in school, well, I don't know, maybe you guys were good students, but anyway, like you're, I was like a little kid in school and you're not, you can't laugh. And the more I couldn't laugh, the more I thought I was going to die. I was like, oh my God, I, oh, I'm going to die. I'm, I'm the undead, but I'm going to die. So I wanted to, so, so she started to laugh and I'm like, <gasps> and we're both like, we're both, and I'm just like, how, how do I get out of here? And, and Butch is doing this. He's supposed to be swinging Whoa. off. Yeah, Whoa. he's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. He's supposed you're to be swinging off a candy cane. What? He's like, you're yeah, swinging the, off a candy cane. Whoa. He's like, they're like, they're like, okay, Butch, <laughs> you're swinging off a candy cane, and Butch is like this. Whoa! And they're like, Butch, they're like Butch, a little less ooh, and a little more oh. And I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, oh my god! I can't! I can't! So it was very funny. Yeah. So that was my Simpsons adventure. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I wanted to. I'm going to hold up a picture of the other day. One of the big fans of the show. Oh, is it Alice? That's Alice and me. Alice Cooper. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Hey, hey, what's interesting about that is I post things monster too. What's interesting really? about that? What's interesting about that is when I posted that we were doing this, ask me anything for, with Butch. I posted a picture of you and Alice. Coincidentally, that's ironic. I saw. Oh yeah, that's right. You did. did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I just. One of the one of the interesting things about the monsters, which helps Ivana and myself, is 
the people, you, it's it, very few people say no if you present them the opportunity to be interviewed or to participate in something because they have a, it has a huge fan base with regular people, normal fan base, but also celebrity fan base. Hence Rob Zombie, Howard Stern, Paul McCartney, Alice Cooper. Mm-hmm. People just enjoy the show for many, many different reasons, but it always resorts, res, uh, resorts back to the quality and it's a very believable, warm family unit. That's yeah. great. Right. That's it is. Great. I remember I was I was hosting. Uh, was I hosting? No, I was inter- doing some interviews at the Ronnie James Dio Remembrance, and uh, and John Five was there. And, oh, I, and yeah, and and it was really funny. John had I and I think I've talked about this before, but not with Butch on here. And John had this ghoul shirt. I said it said I think it said good ghoul or. No, he wouldn't have had that on. But it said ghoul or something. So anyway, I couldn't, everybody's in the way. And I just said, I said, John, I said, because I, I knew he loved the monsters. I said, John, I said, I'm Ivana Cadaver. I work with Butch Patrick. Oh my God. So he just would not, I thought, well, okay. So he, he really was, he goes, I love the monsters. I said, I know you do. And he just, <laughs> he, he goes, well, what are you, what's Butch doing now? And so he was really, he was so great. He was really awesome. So it was nice to nice to meet him. And a hell of a guitar player. Oh, oh yeah. God. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, he slays. That's awesome. That's so yeah. cool. Hermit Sal chimes in saying hi to all. I'm really enjoying this broadcast. Awesome. Thank you so much, Hermit Sal. Glad Jackie is part of the Macabre Theater Brethren. Ivana and Butch and Jackie are great. Always Aww. always good to hear. Bill Cox okay. chimes in. We love Ivana, of course, the monsters. And uh, Kimamo Ho, Kimamo Ho. God, I hope I'm, I really hope I'm, I'm not butchering your name. They say, would the Alice Cooper film Monster Dog qualify for macabre theater? Yes. Awesome. <laughs> anything. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yeah, like this. That's I'm her like, decision. I'm like, I know. I'm, I'm, no, yeah. I'm like anything. I'm like anything Alice Cooper. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, it would have that, it would have that vibe. We, we do a lot of independent films. We've done 63 shows. The next, the next shows that we do, the next movies that we choose, we handpick them. So we've done all the PD movies. I think we haven't done all of them, but we've done quite a few. So some of these newer movies, we, we know we're going to enjoy doing as well as some of the great indies. So I, but I'm like anything, anything, anything that Alice does, I'm a fan. So, yeah. Yeah. And Ryan Mudd also chimed in mentioning Wayne's World because for his, his, the cameo that he did in that, which was fabulous. I'm sure if you, yeah. uh, I'm not sure if you guys remember that. The I whole do. scene that, oh, yeah. that he was in. Was oh, yeah. So good. So funny. So, so Butch, like with everything you got here, like what's, what would you say is on your bucket list for what to, for what to do next? Well, the bucket list is to see a couple more continents. Yeah, got several p- trips planned on Europe next year. If they lift this, these are from two years ago that got canceled. So mm-hmm. one's to Spain, one's to Italy, and one's to Romania. If that happens, I have a friend in London that wants me to come over and do a castle tour, a uh, oh, haunted awesome. situation. Nice. So yeah, and then a couple things that I did this year, I ran into a few people who really are excited about doing some stuff next year, big stuff that will allow me to travel a little bit less and stay in areas a little longer than just a weekend. So hopefully I'll still be traveling, but maybe be able to stop here and there for a month or two at a time, which would be nice. Excellent. Everything's good. That's news uh, to me. I'm looking forward to it. And a lot of, uh, a lot of productions are starting to fire back up and the people are seem to be inquiring about my availability to do stuff. And I never really stopped acting. I just got tired of going on auditions. So people present work to me. And mm-hmm. I can get fitted into my schedule. I enjoy it. So maybe you'll maybe I'll be back in front of the camera a little more often. But I'm comfortable being behind the scenes. I actually have a, a show in development with the gentleman that is out at Paramount right now. Mm-hmm. And um, if that takes hold, that will be a show that is a reboot of an old classic '60s show. I can't. I won't mention the name, but it's going to be a good one. And it'll be. It'll have to do with traveling and and cool cars. So it's right up my alley. Nice, nice. And the Hermit Sal also chimed in with a couple of uh, questions as well, saying, how long did it take to film a Munsters episode? That's his first question. Second question is, why did Beverly Owen leave the series and how is Pat Priest? And also asking, maybe you can have Pat Priest on Macabre Theater someday. Okay. Beverly was homesick and wanted to go back to New York. So they let her out of her contract. 
Pat Priest is fine, and she would probably love to be on the Macabre Theater sometime. Not a problem. Love Pat, lo- Pat loves everything we do, and uh, and I and I, Ivana, have you met Pat? You met Pat. I I, I haven't met Pat, which okay. is I was just gonna, I was well, going we'll to say we'll have to fix that <clears throat> as well. I was well. going to say. Well, I was gonna a, say sorry. It took a week to do the show. Monday rate Monday reading, Tuesday rehearsal, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday makeup shoot days, and wow. uh, I think that answered all the questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, I was going to say it's. I was going to say it's really interesting that we have interviewed and I have interviewed so many producers, directors, celebrities in the genre and the Adams family. I mean, Lisa Loring, Felix, Scylla, Scylla. Mm-hmm. so many. And but it's funny, I've, I've, I've never we've never had Pat on. So that's we got to get her on. Well, she's been living in Idaho for the last you know, 35 years. It's kind of, she's out of the area. But yes, we, we certainly can make arrangements because she likes to come down to California and visit. She has family down here. Awesome. Her sons. Awesome. Now for, for all of you, for, uh, I mean, Hermit also just uh, chimed in saying, thanks for answering my questions. Thank you for asking them, Hermit. Do it. Like always, always glad that we can, that, that we can accommodate these questions. This is, this is like I get, like I said, so much fun to be able to do this in the first place. So now this is actually a, a quick question for all of you, since you're all kind of involved in the horror host genre of television right, right now. Say if somebody wants to step in and, and be that, be in the next horror host for whatever region that they're in, what do you suggest would be the first thing that they should should do in order to in order to make that happen? Should they just kind of work on, on a character? Should they, do they already have like, should they already have like certain things already under their belt before they go ahead and make that move? What do you guys suggest? I think I'll deflect this to both of the girls. There you go. <laughs> I, love, <laughs> I love that Butch. Butch is Who like, wants to go and first? I'm out. Who wants to go first? Oh, okay. Butch is like, and I'm out. Well, I like I was like I said before, because I think we kind of touched on this before, George, that there was a lot of elements that I added to Macabre Theater, and that was not only to be Butch and I in the dungeon, but we actually did a lot of getting out. So Butch has done many segments, ghost stories and on locations, and we've you know been so many different places. And that was kind of a different take on it. It wasn't just, it was actually getting out to different areas in California, getting out of the country, doing red carpets for current movies. So that was a little different element that I wanted to put into the show for Macabre Theater. And also maybe for me and Butch, it was more like a horror correspondent, which was on location and on the road. And so it's more like a horror correspondent slash horror host. And then I'll let Jackie give her, 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 what do you think, Jackie? I believe follow your heart, do what you love to do, and mm-hmm. then follow through and make it a reality. Don't hold back and do the best you can and make the dream come true. That's all I can say. Like, I can throw something in there. Make it happen. Um, <laughs> definitely. You're gonna want to. You're gonna want to address the campiness that everybody grew up with with the horror hosts that we expect from the '60s and the '70s. But you have to take into account that it is now 2021, 2022. You have to deal with social media. You have to get the audience a different way. But you don't want to lose the purest and the campiness and the old school feel. But you do have to bridge the gap to make it a modern day phenomenon success. But don't lose the. Uh, the roots of it, I would say. Mm-hmm. That's that's. I couldn't think of a better of a better way to to wrap that up. Bill Cox is chiming in really quickly, saying, "I hope I, I will be able to get you to America soon." In the early two thousands, I found Ivana, but then lost the station. So, okay, uh, hope- so let's talk about that again. Okay, that'll be yeah. that'll be good because uh, there was a lot of people that when we were on here last time, George. I was able to I was able to clear up a few things. Remember, meaning like mm-hmm. how they could get it. So Bill says I have been following online since. So if you go to YTA Club, so it's ytaclub.com, but you can join the live stream for free. It's like a little red button, and it just you can live stream, and it's on every Wednesday night at Wednesday night at nine. And then it's on again at 12 a.m. on Wednesday nights. And then on Saturday nights, it's on at 
8 to 12, uh, and that's Eastern Standard Time for all of that. But you can also, Bill, you can also add the the Roku. You can, you can add the YTA app on Roku. So you have to add the actual YTA app on Roku, but you can do that for free. So I just wanted to make sure. And then you guys can ch- check your local listings on YTA.com. There's, it's on broadcast, and of course, you can get it on Spectrum. So I just wanted to bring that up. Excellent. Because it, hel- it helped last time. A lot of people are like, oh, I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Clay Bergman just chimed in saying, Ivana, lots of exclamation points. And it looks and Bill Cox just gave the the good old colon capital D a smile. So it looks like we definitely were able to to answer his question. And he just chimed in saying, thank you so much. And just to reiterate what Bill just said, thank you, all of you so much for being a part of this. Thank you for all of you guys for ch- for chiming in with all of your questions, your comments. It has been wonderful. Final question, where can my listeners find you on social media? Is that for me? All of you. That's for you. <laughs> I got a couple Facebook pages like everybody and Twitter and I don't do a lot of Instagramming, but the the real the real Butch Patrick on Instagram and BP Munster on Twitter and Facebook is Butch Patrick, but you can go to munsters.com that's the easiest one to remember. And that will lead you down the path of my schedule and appearances and everything else that's Munster related. So yes, all things Munster will be there and Munsters.com. There we go. And Jackie? Well, you just Google me. I'm all over the place. So you can get me on Instagram, (laughs) Twitter, just type in Jackie Blood or Jackie Blood Spooky Hardcore. You can find me online. That's where my show's name you can find me online. So I'm on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, you name it. There you go. All right. Great. And so, George, we talked about this uh, before. You will be doing this again, and uh, we'll be yep. doing this once a month. And so mm-hmm. our next guest, we'll leave that for a surprise for everybody. But uh, but this has been great to to get Butch and I here. And, and so glad that Jackie's part of the team. And uh, really, this is our core our core, let's have some fun and let's talk about it. I want to Absolutely. say one thing before you go. When we wind up getting nine squares, I want to be the center square. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you got, you got hey. the out spot right there. <laughs> hey, Butch, did you ever do Brady that show? Bunch. Did you ever do that? Did you ever do that show, Butch? Never did the Brady Bunch, no. No, not the Brady Bunch. Did you ever do, what was that? that Hollywood that, Squares. Hollywood Squares. No, I never did the Hollywood Squares. You didn't. Ah. I was too too busy driving race cars and and throwing parties. (laughs) Well, there's that. I'll, I'll, never, I'll never forget my, my uncle being so excited when they announced like the next weeks and they were like, for, for the center square, Alf. <laughs> and for some reason <laughs> that got him like, he was so delighted for that. So, <laughs> so thank so, you very much. So the final comments I got from here from Hermit Sal saying this broadcast is great because we get to hear the opinions and excellent explanations about macabre theater, putting shows together, etc. I also like how Ivana gives her business cards to actors looking for work in horror films, which is always great. And Jerry Wallace chimed in saying, thank you, George, for conducting the interview with everyone here. Thank you for tuning in, Jerry. And since so cool, the bear also says, thank you, Jackie, Ivana, and Butch. So cool of you to take time for the fans. This is why macabre theater rocks. And yeah. Yeah, oh, one last thing. When you asked me when I first met Ivana down at the beach, I must mention she was in a bikini. She's hard to forget. Oh, it, it was a black bikini. <laughs> oh, really? I, I, well, I got I to gotta tell um, you, he, called me, he, he did call me a specimen. Whoa! <laughs> okay. That's one fine specimen. I, <laughs> That's the I exact no- word. I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing of that. I got nothing. <laughs> I'm just going to remain care, as speechless as I am, but but th- but guys, I just want to say real quick. I hope that all of you have really enjoyed this conversation as much as I have, and I hope that all of you um, who do want to make this sort of transition into horror hosting yourself, whether it's online, whether it's on public access, whether it's on a network, whatever it may be, just like what Butch said, like you got to remember. You got to remember the kind of material you're going with. You got to remember to keep that sort, same sort of mindset. And more than anything, the main thing that 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 works for all of this is passion. And that is something that I can yeah. definitely say everyone yeah. here has for this genre. 
and continues to have for all of their work and continues to have for all of their fans. And so for Butch Patrick, for Jackie Blood, for my dear co-host Ivana Cadaver, this is George Soroy saying to all of you, Ever Upward, and I will see you here next month. You guys have a great night. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Excelsior Journeys. I hope it was both inspiring and entertaining. Special thanks to Zach Comtois for providing new music for the intro and outro. Please take a moment to leave a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with your friends and subscribe to your platform of choice by going to he'sgotit.com slash podcasts. While there, you can also fill out the application to be a guest, inquire about sponsorship opportunities, and click on the Buy Me a Coffee link if you wish to give your support to the show. All interaction is very much appreciated. If you have a question, comment, or suggestion for the show, please direct it to george at he'sgotit.com. <laughs>